The views expressed on the International Internet Strangers podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the United Kingdom, the United States, their respective societies for the prevention of cruelty to animals, or postal services. And then once I do have the new mic stand, I'll record the disclaimer again without all the, the pops in it. Uh, all right, beautiful babies, welcome once again to the International Internet Strangers podcast, uh, the only podcast on the entirety of the internet where you can tell the two hosts apart just by voice. My name is Damon. Und ich bin Zen. Yeah. <laughs> Zen's German now, you guys. Hmm. Got my uh, citizenship certificate and everything. That's really cool. <laughs> um, all right. So let's see. Do we have any business left over from the the last episode aside from like the billion things we didn't quite have answers for there i mean i was gonna say if if we're gonna do like a corrections and clarifications column we could be here all day yes that's a, <laughs> it's its own episode yeah just okay. uh apologies for my horrific ignorance um i'm only human what can i say fair enough yeah um uh, and I, I've got some like other stuff we didn't get to, but that's again, that's another episode that uh, can do all our rhyming things with. Uh, okay, so uh, we, we we took a, a, a week off from the mixtapes. Uh, we're going to dive back in. Uh, hopefully, some of you took the time to listen to Zen's Dead Hip Hop, and uh, <laughs> you are fully forgiven if you did as I honestly usually did and skipped over the cypress hill tracks oh poor cypress hill i mean hey look it's kind of topical now with the um the super bowl we had you know kind of old school hip-hop reunion going on oh, that's true yeah um but if i'm thinking about the playlist correctly no dre snoop m <laughs> 50 that's true that's true. and it's Absolutely. too early for any kendrick lamar no mary j blige of the artists that were at the Super Bowl, probably didn't feature on Zen said. So I will shush. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so let's dive, dive right in. This is the, the second disc of the two disc set that was the first desk that, the first mixtape that I sent uh, to Zen after we started uh, hanging out on the Incubus message boards. Um, one quick uh, item of business. We skipped a song on the last one for wh whatever reason. Um, the, the numbers, I, the, the playlist I was working off of the, the documents. Um, I, I've got the documents right here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, apparently I didn't because we skipped over jelly belly by the smashing pumpkins. Yeah, this is on both both of us. I did not notice either. Uh, so huge apologies because what a track. Yeah. I, but I mean, it's not like there's a, a dearth of Smashing Pumpkins to be covered. Uh, but for fairness, uh, this uh, comes in between GSF by MXPX and Come Down by Bush, which makes Come Down feel, make a little more sense. There's a little more of that 90s alternative mm. vibe here with two songs instead of just... It's more of a segue, isn't it, between MSPX and, and Bush? It is. Like the, the mm -hmm. way the, the riff comes in, um, 
it, it acts as like a, a quick palate cleanser. It does the same thing on the the Pumpkins album on Melancholy. It comes right after um, Tonight Tonight. Big, beautiful, lush orchestral strings, and then just this driving guitar riff, uh, which is not where I picked up the clip. So <laughs> let's jump in and see what. Here's one we made earlier. Let it make- Man, that takes me back. So that clip, yeah. in my memory, it's always that there's a weird bit in that song that sounds really kind of like compressed. I don't know if that's the right sound, the right uh, term for it, but okay. like, yeah, I don't know. Like it's got some weird effect on it or something. Hmm. Well, the, that might be, uh, what's that other song i'm thinking of bodies because bodies mm-hmm. sounds a little bit like that and it starts with that like that you, you hear the riff like one time without the drums and it's it's yeah it sounds like compressed and, and squished down mm. and then the drums kick in and, and it sounds a bit fuller i'm not sure if i'm not sure where in jelly belly that would be and i don't have the full song on the ipod right now Hmm. No, uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm I'm one of those people. Like, I have a lot of friends who are musicians or know a lot about music, and will be listening to a song, and they're like, "Oh, the production values," or "Oh, can you hear the bass on that?" And I'm like, "I have no idea. I cannot hear these things." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I just had a weird little flashback about Jelly Belly, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I did. Uh, so the reason I picked up the uh, clip right where I did. Apparently that's one of Billy's favorite lyrics is living makes me sick. So sick. I wish I'd die. And, uh, the, uh, Oh, what else was, Oh, a fun fact about jelly belly. Um, so I pick, I picked jelly belly in the original playlist. Cause that was at the time, my favorite pumpkin song. Um, it could have easily been muzzle or here is no why on the, mm-hmm. uh, from the same album from melancholy. But uh, I just I love the the just assault of that that riff as it as it comes in, and I learned that Billy wanted that to be I don't know if it was the first single, but he wanted that instead of Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Interesting. Yeah, and as much as I love the song Jelly Belly, it's not going to hit a general audience the same way. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. Like it's got yeah. the yeah, it's a, a much more accessible riff. It's it's got the dynamics, uh, emptiness is loneliness, and all that. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to really remember, but I feel like that was the song that got me into Pumpkins. Bullet with butterfly wings. Hmm. Because my sister had like albums and stuff, and she had yeah. the single, the the bullet with butterfly wings single. Oh, nice. And it had a really beautiful like hourglass logo with little wings on it um and i stole it because of course I did. because of course you did <laughs> yeah but yeah i'm pretty sure that was the one that really i was like okay these are not just a passing interesting sound these are 
yeah. know, someone to really listen to. Yeah, and what what's amazing is the the four what I think of at least as the four main singles off of Melancholy, uh, Tonight Tonight, nineteen seventy nine, Zero, and Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Thirty three mm-hmm. was also a single, but I I never heard that on the radio. But those four, I heard on the the top forty station that I was also hearing, you know, Wishing Well by Terrence Trent Darby. And that's where I would hear, you know, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and stuff. Yeah. And, but it, I mean, it was a, a good, well-rounded station. You had Green Day and Oasis and Third Eye Blind and everything. Uh, see, along with the the BMG Record Club, big shout outs uh, all throughout here to uh, Magic 93.1 in Boise for uh, <laughs> influencing the content here. Uh, yeah, so uh, Jelly Belly, it's yeah. I I don't think it's the the track I'd pick now, but that's twenty years ago. So it still stands up, though. It's still there's so many good tracks on that album, but it's it's you know top five, top six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I I have heard rumor, heard buzz that. Uh, Billy is making a, a sequel to it, what? so there will be like a melancholy part two. Do we know if any of the original lineup are going to be included in that project? Um, I would assume uh, Jimmy Chamberlain. He's been back in the band pretty, pretty consistently since like 2010. Mm. Um, after they recorded one album with Tommy Lee on drums. So, what? if you listen to Mo- Monuments to an Elegy, that's got Tommy Lee playing drums. Uh, and I think James Eha. When I saw them in 2018, uh, it was Billy, Jimmy, James, uh, somebody on bass, and Jeff Schroeder. So they're officially three guitars, uh, the original drummer, and a bass player. So I remember my sister having a bunch of James. So you say Eha. I was going to say Ia. Uh, oh, sure. James Ia's. Um, he had a few singles. I remember them being very kind of like plinky plonky twee indie kind of style. Yeah. He he was in a supergroup with Taylor from Hanson, which is quite random. Yeah. Was that I can never remember the name of that group. It's was... like Clear Window or Rear Window or something like that. It's always confused. Dead Weather and them crooked vultures, but I yeah, I think it is something different. Dead Weather was um White Stripes guy, Brain. Uh, Jack White. Oh my God. Jack White, yeah. Uh, them Crooked Vultures was. Um... Okay, I think drinking beer and doing this is a bad move. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've had a long day. Uh, I've oh. had a really long day. Tinted uh, them windows. Vultures, tinted windows. What did I say? Clear windows. Clear windows. You got windows. I, I wouldn't have gotten that far. <laughs> um, the... Is. I'm. Okay, before I look it up, I'm going to say Them them Crooked Vultures is a one of many uh, Josh Homme side projects. Absolutely. Queens of the Stone Age, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Them Crooked Vultures. Uh, yeah, Josh Homme, John Paul Jones, and Dave Grohl. What? That's, That's mad. I, I, love, I love when those, like, s- s- musicians from huge groups in the 70s show up in a modern super group like uh do you remember the good the bad and the queen no technically an untitled group and the album was called the good the bad and the queen but it's uh damon albarn uh 
and I forget who else, but uh, Paul Simonon from The Clash. So random. Yeah. And sort of the way like Johnny Marr will show up on, like he was on (laughs) one or two Modest Mouse records. Yeah, so I get confused because obviously you've got Queens of Stone Age, you've got them Crooked Vultures, and Eagles uh, of Death Eagles Metal. Eagles of Death Metal, yeah. Is is the common uh, the common denominator there just Josh Homey? Yeah, and the occasional right. Dave Grohl, I think. Okay. And then hmm. uh, Josh Homey's first group, uh, Caius. Yes, yeah, they were great. Well. What I've heard, yeah. I've enjoyed. I, I do have to go back and, and revisit them because I I don't know. I can. There's only so much Josh Homme I can do at a time. He has a, a particular vibe. And sometimes it I hits just right. I saw a photo by... of him. Yeah? So me and my friend went to go and see Queens of Stone Age a few years ago at uh, the O2 in London. And oh, it, wow. Yeah, it's a great gig, but she really fancied him. And then I saw a meme not long after, which was comparing pictures of him to pictures of Donald Trump. Oh, no. Once you've seen it, you can never unsee it. Oh. Yeah. It's upsetting. I I was scrolling through something, um, and I I remember it was a big thing to take Donald Trump quotes and put them to music. Uh, So someone had done it. I I didn't have the sound on because I was doing something else, but had done it in the style of motorhead and the the cover okay. picture for the video was it was a terrifying photo mashup of trump and lemmy and it took me a second and i don't like what i saw and i don't want to go back and look <laughs> at it again no uh yeah Ooh. uh okay well let's let's go on to to disc b let's let's properly get it started now we're about 15 minutes in uh Okay, so the the story behind this opening track is this was not my choice. Uh, my actual choice lost to uh, lost to time. I do not remember what it was, but uh, when I and, and uh, listeners, you may remember, I didn't burn this myself. I loaned my CDs to a friend uh, and also had her download some of the tracks that I didn't have um, and mm-hmm. gave her kind of the track order that I wanted. Um, and as was very common, honestly, in 2002, 2001, the discs don't always turn out the way you think they did. So uh, this first track on the disc is uh, Ani DeFranco, uh, live on Conan, a song called Shameless. Okay, so that's really interesting to know that you did not plan to include that track. Yeah, I, and I'll be honest, I'm super glad that it's there. Mm. Um, because what, one of the problems I have making mixes for myself to listen to is it's hard to surprise me because I put it there. <laughs> uh, and so because that wasn't my pick, I mean, 20 years on, I'm, I'm used to it being there and I know it's, it's a part of it, but I, I still get that little bit of, of delight. Like, oh yeah, there's an Ani DeFranco. That's, 
that's fun. That was a fun accident. Um, yeah, I mean, in in retrospect, it's like thematically, it kind of works. It's got that kind of like funky rhythm, like kind of you know, Chili Peppers esque kind of like oh, sure. slapped bass kind of thing. Like it didn't it didn't feel completely out of character, but knowing that you didn't choose to put it there is quite interesting. Honestly, it's a more mature pick than uh, than I was ready for. Um, I was a, a few, and I, I still never did get into Ani DeFranco that, that heavily, um, but I was still a few years out from really getting into that uh, kind of 90s genre. Uh, and I still never did as much as my, oh, oh, that was the other thing I was going to blast. Um, <laughs> so thinking, thinking of my, my former roommate, Dave Armstrong, former co-host on the spit valve podcast, um, that's really his wheelhouse is, uh, that dog, um, uh, oh, Tanya Donnelly, uh, not L7 necessarily, but the, the nineties angry girl sort of groups, Veruca Salt, um, L7 was like, were they like, uh, a, a lesbian group? Am I imagining that? Um, I don't think you'd be inaccurate in that i i don't know i don't know specifically but yeah they were uh quite quite possibly yeah uh, i don't know i don't know i don't know dave recently posted on uh facebook a song and he said i don't know why this uh has not been kind of the anthem like uh, this why it He's, he said like this this big anthem since, you know, March of 2020. I would say more likely it would be, you know, it would have the, the same sort of uh, staying power or resonance as uh, Sea Shanties did. You know, that was, right, that was yeah. maybe a week. But, uh, they had a real moment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it was a song called Pass It Along. I'll hear a bit. So, so who is that? That is Chumbawamba. No, Absolutely. you and your bloody Chumbawamba. <laughs> and this one's not on me. This one's on Dave. And I'm, I'm very so. So this is on the album after Tub Thumper. This is from uh, WYSIWYG. What you see is what you get. Um, song called "Pass It Along," uh, and on on the surface, it's you know taking the uh, email chain letter format. Uh, oh, we didn't we didn't get to the hook, but it, it takes Microsoft's old "Where do you want to go today?" slogan. But right, uh, it it was kind of giving me kind of like Scroobius Pip, oh yeah, like spoken word vibes, you know. But uh, but yeah, don't leave the house. Virtual office in a virtual house that whole thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's, that's oddly prescient and a beautiful excuse to bring Chumbawamba back to the, <laughs> to the podcast. Yeah. Ahead of its time, predicting the lockdown and yeah. everything Illuminati else. confirmed. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Let me get our sound clips back to where we were. So funky. It really is. And uh, and I, I'd always kind of, I appreciated the, uh, like, oh, we're in a, uh, a, a romantic or a sexual situation that, that we shouldn't be in. There's going to be shame for this. I don't feel it right now, but they're, they're going to push it at us, which I always appreciated that uh, <clears throat> sort of swagger to the song. Um, which I, I found out later, or, you know, it's been pushed. This was about uh, Ani having a, a, a relationship with a married woman. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Real, real high I was going to say, it's kind of giving me kind of like, you know, lefty vibes, uh, which I'm into. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a great, it's a great, great song. I'm, I'm glad it's there. The other reason I'm glad it's there is uh, Ani now is the only female voice across the two discs besides Alice Nutter from Chumbawamba and uh, Darcy from Smashing Pumpkins does a, a little no, backing vocals you on Take didn't. Yeah, I did. You didn't do that, did you? Not intentionally, but I, I certainly did. Um, My goodness. Yeah, Back the Cure, Bowie, <laughs> Sublime, Depeche Mode, Boss Tones, Offspring, Collective Soul, Foo Fighters, Nirvana, Cake, Real Big Fish, Violent Femmes, Off Ivy, Sublime, Rancid, MXPX, Smashing Pumpkins, Bush, Wyclef, Chumbawamba. So the last track on the first disc, the first track on the second disc, and then the last <laughs> track on the second disc uh, with Farewell and Goodnight. You're a terrible feminist. Uh, high school Damon is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah. I, you know, that's why I'm glad I'm, I'm, it's not still high school Damon uh, doing the show. Okay. Um, but speaking of high emotions and... Uh, teenage feelings. Uh, let's go on to the next track. Let's do it. But I'm a I mean, classic choice. Absolutely. So I think 2008 Damon would have been, a, oh, oh, you picked the very most obvious Radiohead song. Yeah. But it's so I good. I picked the very most high school Radiohead song. It, yeah. it was it was exactly the one at the moment. I, I remember around the time I was trying to get into Kid A. It was taking some work. Mm -hmm. uh, I had listened to OK Computer and loved it, but I didn't have a copy, so I... I it wouldn't have been one of those songs because I, I didn't know them that well. I just mm -hmm. knew it's a great album. So, so yeah, it had it had to be creep. Uh, it's a bloody great song. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky. I had an older sister who really loved Radiohead, so she had all the albums and stuff. But man, the creep is such a good song. I have I have weird memories of <laughs> like uh, going on holiday to Wales with a friend. And us um, trying to sing "Creep" in a field to a bunch of cows yes. in the middle of the night, as you do. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> I like. I was watching. There's a show on Netflix recently, um, based on a Harlan Coben book called "Stay Close." And there's a bit with like a bunch of strippers dancing to "Creep," ah, which sounds really that's weird, great. but 
they actually really pull it off. That it's quite cool. So, so singing Radiohead to to cows in a field reminds me of <laughs> uh, camping trip. My my family, my dad's side of the family, we we do uh, traditionally for the last I don't know however long uh, have done two camping trips uh, as a as a huge group. Uh, started we, we would be, do it near a river because I have an uncle who who mm-hmm. rafts and we'd uh, try to nice. include that. Um, and one year, uh, one of the nearby campsites had a couple people singing just the chorus to Zombie by the Cranberries. Wow. On into the night. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, I mean, like, you know, when, you know, when people are... I mean, I'm equating this to like going to festivals because you're camping. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe people have had a couple of beers. I don't know. People usually start singing things like Bob Marley or I don't know something that everyone Wonderwall. knows. Wonderwall, totally. But the cranberries—that is obscure. And a f- and this was before because they they did a similar. Uh, I don't know if you'd call it a joke, but it it came up that same sort of thing on an episode of the American office singing the chorus mm-hmm. to zombie. This is a few years before that. So, yep. Yeah. That was, that was wow. a weird experience. Uh, my, oh, my other favorite thing about, about creep little urban legend is that the was Johnny Greenwood trying to ruin the take cause he wasn't happy with it. So that big guitar oh. right before the chorus But it's so iconic. It, it's part of the song yeah. now, you know? Yeah. Just the most beautiful, I'd say accident. Well, that it worked was an accident. Yeah, beautiful accident. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so creep has to be there. I uh, I don't hate it. I'm into it. You know. Yeah, I've I've come back around to it. Uh, what I mm. what I had done around this time in high school uh, is one of my friends from Idaho. I really wanted her to come visit before uh, you know the end of before I left England come visit i think we were going to go to prom even but want to save money for the um for the flight over so i started collecting mm-hmm. change uh from classmates in a dr pepper can uh and out of boredom and a desire to to create something i i took uh, masking tape taped over the whole can and wrote the lyrics to i think the second verse of creep hmm. yeah i there might be a photo of that can somewhere <laughs> somewhere way back and did she make it did she come over i know she got married instead so well, okay. not, a, her not loss, a bad choice you know. i think it's working out okay for her yeah <laughs> i'm sure yeah i'm sure she's having a lovely life all right uh okay let's roll on to the to the next one here So, uh, teenager, <laughs> if, if we're going teenager, we're going hard teenager. Uh, 
creep teenager um and so it's one of two deftone deftone songs that it could have been that would have been about the same girl who lived across the street and moved away just before uh or just after we were like we realized we had a mutual crush so mm. what what was the alternative uh, the other one was rx queen uh yeah because i i mean lyrically that song is not about what i used it for uh <laughs> the the song has one lyric that that works in the context i wanted it to which was my mode at the time uh, mm -hmm. oh i drove you home you moved away boom that's the whole song now uh where right. you know actually listening to the lyrics it's really more about uh trying to be with someone who's not interested in you or who has changed and is no longer the yeah, person you un unrequited were. love yeah. yeah i mean we, we've talked about white pony before but yeah i absolutely love that album obviously so fully support that choice of teenager and then uh, rx um, queen would have been uh because you're my girl and that's all right if you leave i won't mind that was the lyric mm -hmm. on there but just the way chino screams it that was perfectly what it was uh and then if and you know what when we when we finish talking i'm definitely going to listen to white pony this that's awesome <laughs> i i got another one of my friends my other english internet stranger music friend jen uh, i was listening to deftones on spotify and she still uses the desktop so you can see what your friends are listening to and and she yeah. sent me a message she's like i'm glad you were listening to deftones because now i am i had forgotten and now i'm back absolutely um and then if, if I were to pick a Deftones track from White Pony for just like its own sheer sexiness. Mm. Oh, it would have been Passenger now that I think about it. I was going to say I was going to say, party, yeah, because Knife Party and Digital Bath both give those give similar vibes, but like real sexiness. It's got to be Passenger. It's pretty sexy. Uh, all right. Uh, Deftones, let's roll on here. Queued up. A history of a boring town less than jake yeah it's uh i mean at the time anything saying the town you live in is boring was exactly what i wanted it's speaking to teams yeah. everywhere you know and and in in retrospect uh, in, in my 30s listening to the song it is bleak uh the yeah oh yeah we were gonna leave i remember that so and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I, yep, I've, I've seen it. Ooh. It's not the worst thing, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, um, I, I got really into two less than Jake albums. Mm -hmm. um, Hello, Rockview. I mean, it, uh, at the there was a point where less than Jake and Incubus and maybe Jimmy Eat World were vying for my favorite band position and mostly on the strength of hello rock view 
Hello Rock for You was such a good album. Yeah. I I remember <clears throat> my friend and I uh for some reason, I don't know why, I had two copies of Corn's issues. Okay. And she had two copies of uh Hello Rock for You by Lesson Jake. So we we did a trade. I don't know how did, that happened. Did your but, did your um, two uh, copies of issues have the same cover? Had you maybe collected two different it was, covers? It was just the. Do you know what it was? I th- I think it was uh, we'd bought it from like you know Virgin Megastores or whatever, and we'd got two discs in one uh-huh. box. Accidentally, oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, we traded. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Hello Rock, you got me. I think I used BMG to get the album before that, Losing Streak. But then I got like a, a catalog from Asian Man Records and bought the first album, Pezcore, mm. directly from the label. Um, and I didn't keep it, and I feel sad about that. Uh, I, I did a mild CD purge of, of stuff I didn't think I'd listen to anymore. Yeah, I, I've done a few of those. Things that I kind of regret losing, but you know, they're, they're on the internet somewhere. Yeah. You can always find them. Yeah. So Les and Jake were never a band that I was like properly obsessed with, which a lot of my friends were. I, I vaguely remember seeing them at like, no, we saw, I think we saw them supporting the offspring at, at Wembley oh, Arena wow. or Wembley Stadium, which is like the big, the big venue. Yeah, in that's awesome. Or it was at the time. Um, and then I remember like, maybe 10 years ago not quite 10 years ago seven years or something so some of my friends are in a band which is a really good band you should check it out if you've not heard of them they're called the skints um but they supported lesson jake and i got to go and see them and i met the band and stuff and it was really really cool but it was one of those things like i don't know I, I know that they are so many people's heroes oh, sure. and it felt like there was a lot of weight behind it. And I was like, you guys are really cool and nice, but I I don't know your back catalog back to yeah. front, you know? Yeah. I'm probably not appreciating this moment as much as other people and, would. And they are uh, one of the, one of those bands where I came in at a certain point and everything before that I, I kind of got into, but then I just didn't have room for any new less than jake like i'd heard songs that i liked Mm -hmm. uh last hour of the last day of work is a great one um but i just never really integrated anything newer than that less than jake were my first concert uh that i didn't have a parent with me for because we had gone as a family to see weird al yankovic at the western idaho fair um and then uh, i went with my dad to see dave matthews band uh, with Toots and the Maytals. That's amazing. Yeah, I did not appreciate it. Um, in, see, I, I went to see Toots and the Maytals specifically just to see them. And I'm so glad I did. Because, yeah, Toots passed away last year, yeah, didn't he? A year yeah. or two ago, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had never, I had never heard of them. It was, you know, 2000, 99, I think. Mm. Oh, have you, have you heard... Uh, there's a, a Radiohead, uh, uh, Easy Star, Easy Star All Stars uh, tribute to OK Computer. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Toots I, does a letdown and I love it. I love Easy Star, All Stars. They're so good. Um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're Radiohead covers, Pink Floyd covers, top notch. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, less than Jake. Oh, yeah. Norwich at the waterfront in Norwich mm-hmm. with MXPX. I really enjoyed MXPX, but I was very dehydrated uh, by the time Less Than Jake went on because I did not know concert protocol and I wore my heavy jacket into the venue. You're full. <laughs> yeah. First first show, learning. Yeah. I, I figured there had to be a, a coat check, right? Um, mm. Okay, yeah, let's, let's hop on to the next one. I think this is going to be a, a short one. This um, is I got to get... Um, back and, and watch the, the kids so Katie can paint. Cool. Um, so, and this is the fifth track. We've done five song episodes before that took much longer than this. Um, plus, we did two bonus songs. We did that uh, Chumbawamba and Jelly Belly. So we're doing okay. We're, we're doing okay. I, th- I, think, I think folks can listen to a shorter episode. I think they'll get by. Yeah. But yeah, let's, let's do a real emotional one here. I wish I could fly from this building from this wall and if i should try would you catch me if i fall i wish i could fly from this building from this wall and if i should try would you catch me if i fall when I fall. All right. So that's Bare Naked Ladies, um, a band that will make people chuckle when I bring them up. Uh, okay. So Bare Naked Ladies, uh, I heard one week, like many kids my age did, uh, basically went right out and bought the record. It was the first, first CD I bought just all on my own. I went into the store picked it up, gave them the money, walked so out So your first album? Yeah. The, the first one that, oh. that I, I performed that ritual myself for. I had, mm. you know, albums that I owned and everything. And it had, uh, I think I had already joined BMG at that point. Mm. But once I, or, oh, no, 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 I hadn't yet. Because once I bought Stunt and I was going to, to jump into BMG, I saw all these previous Bare Naked Ladies albums. And I was like, all right, well, let's use three of my spots and we'll get Born on a Pirate Ship. Maybe you should drive and uh, rock what I would have at the time pronounced rock spectacle, but which I've since learned is French Canadian rock spectacle, Ooh. <laughs> um, the live album. And I basically have like stunts the last Bare Naked Ladies album I really, really cared about. I listened to Maroon. I tried to, to keep going, but I couldn't. Um, I mean, dude, look, let's be honest, you have gone above and beyond what most people understand (laughs) of the Bare Naked Ladies, which is one week, you know. That, that, yes, one week in the uh, the Big Bang Theory uh, theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Yeah, so, but the the, the live album, Rock Spectac, blew me away. I was not prepared for, well, well, I mean, even on Stunt, I was not prepared for the sad Bare Naked Ladies songs. Uh, light up my room uh when you dream it's not like sad but it's slow and sweet and it's it's about your uh you know their baby 
like oh what what do you dream about um it's it's a sweet little song but there there are two songs on uh the live album that are on either born on a pirate ship or maybe you should drive i forget which of those two uh there's that one when i fall which is a I, I love a mundane metaphor, uh, like Incubus's certain shade of green. You're at the stoplight, but also that stoplight is your life. Um, and then here, uh, when I fall, is about a, a window washer up on a scaffold and all the perils there, but also mm-hmm. ugh, life is difficult, isn't it? So when I fall, and the other song is uh, What a Good Boy. Um both songs that very early in my life when nothing else really did this made me cry. Wow. Uh, yeah. What, what a good boy is an, an awesome one. If this was, I think maybe a slightly more honest mix, that would have been the track. Um, That's really interesting. Like yeah. thinking about songs that kind of bring out those emotions in you. I, yeah. I don't know. Like maybe walking after you by the Foo Fighters. I yeah felt emotions and felt kind of sad but I don't really know why at the time having not had those life experiences you know right right um I mean with uh with what a good boy it's definitely it's all focused around shame is is what that one is uh uh, you know in my experience and then the other adult bare naked ladies fan singular that I know I, I believe has the same sort of experience um and I saw, I, oh, when it would have been like 2014, uh, the other co-host of the Spitfire podcast, Worf, um, said, hey, do you want to go see Benfolds 5? Mm-hmm. And I was like, absolutely, I want to see Benfolds 5. I'd seen Ben uh, twice, uh, once with the new band and once with the um, Utah Symphony. Mm. But I hadn't seen with Robert Sledge and Darren Jesse. So I was like, yeah, Absolutely. And Morph wanted to go because Guster was opening. And then Benfolds 5 was middle. And then we were like, okay, we'll see Benfolds, but then Bare Naked Ladies are headlining. We'll we'll stay for a bit and then we'll go. <laughs> but man, I still knew so many Bare Naked Ladies lyrics. I was like, no, I guess I guess we're staying for the whole set. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. And so, so I will, I will forever have a soft spot for, for pre 2000 bare naked ladies. Um, the song alcohol on, on stunt, actually my very first trip to, to a liquor store. Um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was what? 27 did not know what I was doing. I was like, well, (laughs) I know two mixed drinks from that song. Uh, there's a, there's a Malibu and Coke for you, a G and T for me. So I was like, all right, we're getting gin. We're going to get Malibu. Then we got some other stuff, but. Uh, so, I mean, that's you what, know, what I had to go on basically. With your kind of like, you know, um, Mormon upbringing. I'm sorry. I was trying to remember the other term for it. Um, oh, Latter-day Saint. Latter-day Saint. Yeah. Um, Obviously, alcohol is not really part of your life. Uh, ha- have you drunk alcohol before? Have you like got drunk and stuff? Oh yeah, I mean, since that first liquor store trip in, uh, what year would that have been? Twenty thirteen or so. Hmm. Yeah, 
yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't drink much, really. Mm-hmm. I find it inconvenient. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. But, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I'm yeah. British and we're all massive binge drinkers and uh, <laughs> it's kind of ingrained alcoholism is part of our culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, it's just interesting just yeah, well, what your experience is with alcohol. Having 18 as the drinking age um off base at least it was still it still had to be 21 on base but mm. uh, kids who lived off base going excuse me going to clubs and i, I had a friend um uh, the friend who actually burned 154 minutes for me mm. she had a friend come visit from new jersey and we we're like oh let's go to london let's do uh you know let's let's show you some london stuff um mm-hmm. but this friend was very not ready for drinking to be readily available like that. And it was sure. a miserable drag around London. We, we were in Camden. I was going to buy this uh, Nelson Mandela poster. And mm-hmm. she was so drunk. She was begging me, don't buy it. He's racist against white people. Oh, no. Yeah. And so oh. I, I had to like sneakily <laughs> trade posters with someone else who's getting like a Bob Marley poster. And so like he bought the Mandela poster. I bought Marley to kind of calm her down and we swapped back. And it was it was a whole thing. Like we're, we're end of the day, we're back at King's Cross. She keeps wandering off. Oh, that just so, sounds stressful. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of um, I, I didn't go because we couldn't afford it. But um my school was applying for like funds to be a language college. So um, they had loads of different languages they were teaching. And uh, one of them was Russian. Oh, cool. So there was an opportunity to go to Russia as a kind of field trip. Um, A few of my friends went, and I think the drinking age over there is like 14 or something insane, like really, really young. Um, So they all got really drunk when they were like you know yeah like the, 15 the, the drinking age is whatever your conscience is good with pretty much yeah it's like yeah they at the time didn't seem to really care so <laughs> some interesting stories came out of that trip yeah i oh i bet i mean yeah i can't i can't <laughs> i can't imagine oh man <laughs> all right um yeah, well, I'm going to go uh, take care of my kids, I suppose. Yeah, um, go be a dad. Yeah, so we're going to try a new new sign-off. That's our sign-off. That's not mm, stealing okay. sign-offs. Uh, all right, everybody, as always. 